Welcome to Let Me Finish, Don't Cut Me Off podcast, short for Let Me Finish. I know uh, I had a friend of mine who was like, man, that's too long. Uh, at first I was going to shorten it, but no. The reason that I named it the way I named it is because every time you go on a talk show or a phone call to, into a talk show, you try to give your opinion and they either cut you off, hang up on you, and after they do that, they basically tell you that you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Like, again, like there's some type of specialized expert of just uh, um, assessing, uh, reading, and then giving an opinion. Anybody can do that. It don't take rocket science. Um, I'm going to grind my gears like I always do in the beginning. But uh, today I'm going to be talking about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I am someone that... um, Admittedly, I am not an Aaron Rodgers fan. Uh, I am not a Green Bay Packers fan. I am a Dallas Cowboys fan, and uh, we all know that that history. I've been my team has been struggling to get back to a Super Bowl. Uh, it's, it's been a while, um, but yet I still stay dedicated. And uh, you know, I believe that at some point, you know, Dak and and and, and things, you know, things will come together. You know, I'm not going to be acting as if. Um, I'm, I'm naive in what I see, you know, I, and I, I believe Jerry Jones needs to uh, sit back and, and pick a coach in which he's not going to be able to be a puppet master and also allow his son to make some of the decisions because his son has really actually made uh, great decisions, actually talking Jerry out of making some dumb decisions. Um, but, yeah, um, I'm going to be talking about Aaron Rodgers for sure. Again, coming from a different angle. And not an angle in which you hear most of the time as far as everybody else, how they, you know, pretty much get on him about some of the things he do. I just want to kind of break it down differently. And I may touch on some of the things that he do, but at the same time, I just want to come at it a little different and just make it a more, you know, logical question. And what is the in the end, what is the end all be all? What is the what 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 is the goal in this whole situation? You know, um, and I'm just going to talk about you know, I'm not trying to go back five, six, seven years. You know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm looking at the past um, three years. You know, uh, up to up to date. Um, but I wanted to grind my gears today um, about. The narrative is, what is your definition of a franchise quarterback? And I sit back and I look at all this stuff on TV, and I see the definition of a franchise quarterback to me is a quarterback that can lead you to the playoffs on a consistent basis. A quarterback that can basically, no matter the situation around him, can uh, rise above that lack of talent that he or she may have around them. Um, Also, a franchise quarterback is only as good as their organization. So also, I'm not naive where I put all the pressure on just the quarterback. You do have to have pieces because you can't also destroy your franchise quarterback if you don't get uh 
or put him in a good situation to be successful. But my thing is, when you get or you're trying to build a franchise quarterback, uh, it all takes um, drafting, you know, and knowing the quarterback. But what I don't understand and what kind of gets me upset and I can't ever understand why organizations don't do this is that when you're drafting a quarterback and you see this quarterback in college, very successful, three years or four years, however many years uh, the quarterback is playing, he's very successful in a system in which the coach or the offensive coordinator for that college has built for that quarterback. For the life of me, I get the ego parts of an offensive coordinator who has their own system that's like, you're going to learn my system. I'm not going to uh, come off the system that I like or that has been a system that I have been following for decades that have has been proven to win and to win championships. I, I get that part, but we're not talking about the system per se. We're talking about the quarterback in which you draft and what type of system they were successful in. So a great example, Washington Redskins, when they drafted Kurt Cousins and Robert Griffith the third um what Shanahan did was he built his system to Robert Griffith skill set Robert could pass in the pocket he could also run with the ball whereas Kirk Cousins was your standard uh, uh um uh, west coast offense um that Green Bay Packers run, that San Francisco 49ers used to run uh, with Joe Montana at Denver with uh, his dad, um, uh, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan's uh, uh, father. Um, they ran that kind of a certain type of offense in which you have a pocket passing quarterback. What Kyle, uh, 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 what Kyle did in, in turn was he adjusted his system to fit the quarterback they drafted. And you've seen Robert be very successful before he had his injuries. He was looking like a superstar. His running uh, and not knowing how to slide uh, jeopardized his career and probably cut it short. But man, if he would have been able to stay healthy, I have no doubt in my mind that he would have been uh, elite franchise quarterback up to today, right now. Kyle will probably still be, uh, probably be the coach in Washington or uh, Gruden uh, would have his job uh, 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 right now because the quarterback would have been um, Robert Griffin. Or hell, uh, whoever was the coach at the time would still be the coach. Whether it's the father, the father would have handed it off to the, to the son. But what, what seemed to have happened is uh, he got injured and they went back to the model they had because Kirk Cousins is not a mobile quarterback. He's a pocket quarterback who can move around a little bit, but he's not. It wasn't the same system. 
And for, for the life of me, I don't understand when you draft a quarterback that has been successful in a system, why don't you adjust your system to that quarterback in which where he was successful was give you a better opportunity to have or create a franchise quarterback? Because sometimes you can get a quarterback and though you may think, you know, you draft him high, you may think he's going to be a franchise quarterback. There's no guarantee when you draft somebody one or 30 that that person is going to pan out. I don't care how great he looks in college. You know, everybody knows in college players are uh, not slower, you know, um, just a notch because I know they're training and they're getting the same type of training as uh, NFL players. But then, you know, it's a different type of game when you talk about the NFL, because now we're talking about organizations that's pumping millions. And not only that, you got players that individually have trainers or dealing with the elite of the elite. They're paying these particular trainers to help them to get better, faster, quicker, stronger. In college, you only can do so much, uh, even though I know the players are getting paid now for likeness, but you still can only do so much uh, as far as that aspects of uh, getting better. So let's just say in college, the game is just a, a, mill, a couple milliseconds slower uh, than the NFL, which is important. Depending on the division, sometimes you get a division that has a lot of elite level players. It's almost like they call, I think, the ACC or the SEC, whatever, which one it is. They call that the uh, baby NFL. OK, so. You get these quarterbacks that excel and do well in a, in a particular program but i'm not gonna lie that um um uh competition does matter but sometimes in the end it's still football right competition may matter but also the system in which a quarterback that is successful in matters as well where if you look at the buffalo bills quarterback he came from a small school he's an elite franchise quarterback um trey lance came from a small school as well. Uh, and he has the potential and there, you know, to become a elite level quarterback. He has the tools. Um, and unfortunately, um, Carson Wentz has, has kind of fell off the cliff, but before that he came, came, came from the same school, uh, Trey Lance came from. And, uh, I mean, look, he, he guided Philadelphia to a Super Bowl, and he was looking like a franchise quarterback. So the, 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 to throw to, to say that hey, if you come from a small school that doesn't take 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 a high level uh, competition or take on high level competition that uh, that quarterback for some reason won't be successful, we already found that out to be not true. You know, so it it, it really grinds my gears that these coaches you waste a pick when you don't just say hey, you know what? Let's see what we got here. Let's. Use the system in which he was successful. In. So if you have a system as an NFL coach that relies on athleticism and accuracy, then you look in the draft for a quarterback that has or plays in a system that requires athleticism and accuracy, and you see how well he does. Because it doesn't matter the level of competition because we all, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that the players are still a notch slower due to better conditioning and better training. That's just my opinion. I'm not an expert. 
I'm just giving an opinion. You know, maybe somebody else with the knowledge of that can can um, uh, open my eyes to that. But, you know, I'm going based off what I hear. You know, the, the, the NFL is faster uh, than college, you know, so, you know, it takes sometimes the players uh, a while to adjust. Some are different than others where and when you're throwing the ball in college, that window is there. But whereas in, in the pros, the window is very slight. So you have to really get it in there. So I think something like that, whether you're a great young quarterback in college or not, it still takes practice. And you know that that's the fact because Peyton Manning was a great quarterback in college. He became a great quarterback in the pros. But if you watch that first year, he was throwing a lot of picks. Matter of fact, I believe he led the league in interceptions. But over, after a while, once the game begins to slow, uh, like anything, repetition, uh, you get better. But when you don't give these quarterbacks an opportunity to get enough reps to see if the game can slow down for them and also out the gate putting them in a system that they're going to be successful in, you're wasting, you're wasting not only your time, but you're wasting the talent of the quarterback that may get put it thrown into a situation where his confidence gets wrecked and either one, he becomes a backup or two, he's out the league and he never gets an opportunity to reprove, prove himself again. Now, he may have got a couple opportunities, but I believe I'm, I'm a strong believer in that first time out is most important for a quarterback as uh, confidence. Because if it don't work out at a place, it don't mean because you're not good. It just didn't work out at that place. And you're still a salvageable product because you, you show that you can play. With the pressure of these teams now where they're trying to avoid having to pay a quarterback uh, 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 later on when it's time to really pay him and it takes away from the team because you're paying the quarterback so much of the pie, they're trying to hit right away in, in – um, the draft, whereas it used to take, you know, three to maybe four years to develop a quarterback while they sat behind an established quarterback and got better. That was the process. You've seen quarterbacks be successful that way. Now, you've also seen quarterbacks that were built up to where they were able to come in right away, but they also had learning curves. Now, it may have been, it may have been shorter but they still had a learning curve. They just didn't come out and just go go haywire. But they established themselves as a um, franchise quarterback. Every franchise quarterback out the gate don't look like a franchise quarterback. Over time, they look like a franchise quarterback as long as they get the reps. A la Tom Brady. Over time, Tom Brady... Once he got enough reps in, he began to look like a franchise quarterback. And he, they put a system in place for him that helped to build his confidence. You know, short passes, short passes, short passes, high completion percentages. Man, you making those type of passes, I don't care what you're talking about. You're going to have confidence. You're going to get kind of cocky and arrogant because you're, 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 you're hitting these receivers on the dime. And then before you know it, not too far long, you 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 hitting medium routes, deep routes, and then all of a sudden it all comes together, and you become a total package quarterback, and you're doing it with confidence. 
when you get a quarterback and draft a quarterback that's a um project okay with that project you know a project might take three to three to five years but see nowadays they don't have that much time everybody's not patrick mahomes everybody's not dan marino everybody's not john elway those are rare commodities and i'm probably missing some other ones but i'm not gonna try to go down a whole humongous list you know where i'm headed with that topic but what grinds my gears is that these 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 uh, teams are drafting these quarterbacks, and they're not building the system around the quarterback in which he can be successful. And nine times out of ten is actually the offense the quarterback is playing in. And I believe if if teams do that more often, you might not always grab your franchise quarterback, but I believe that you can end up developing a good quarterback that's good enough to get you to a Super Bowl and win a championship. Because in the end. It doesn't take an elite quarterback to win a championship, and we know this. The Chicago Bears, 85. McMahon was a decent quarterback. Trent Dilfer, uh, Baltimore Ravens, he was a decent quarterback. Um, um, uh, the quarterback for the Bucks, I forgot his name. Um, Brad Brad Johnson, he was a, a little above level, uh, above uh, above average quarterback, but he wasn't just out of the out of the gate, just out you know, superstar quarterback. Um, so we already know this because we've seen it. You know, you build the defense up to be good and stout and you get a quarterback that don't make mistakes, make a lot of mistakes, and is able to make uh, make all the throws and also get a running game. You have to, you have to build your team, I'm going to say, outside no, inside out, because I'm going to look at the quarterback as the outer part of the. So inside out, inside out, man, you start with the defense, the offense. You know, and then you then you focus on the quarterback and the running back, the matter outside and the receivers. But, yeah, so I just wanted to grind my gears, gears on that. That just kind of irritating and annoys me. But moving on, guys, let's move on to Aaron Rodgers. What I'm trying to figure out with Aaron Rodgers is, what do you want? Do you want to win Super Bowls? Everybody got something to say. Everybody got something to talk about when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. To me, when I hear these sports announcers talk about what the Green Bay Packers shouldn't have did to upset uh, Aaron Rodgers, my thing is, so since when does a business owner who runs, runs a business, plays, pays his employees well. When do you tell that business and how can you tell that business how to run their company when this business has been around before you? Yes, you are a, a, a very major part of our success, but when does a business have to allow an employee to tell them how to run it. And this is where my problem comes in. Not so much a problem with Aaron Rodgers, because I like Aaron Rodgers. But my thing is, 
You can't be criticized. No one can say anything to you without you getting upset. And I don't know Aaron Rodgers. All I'm saying, and I'm not acting like I'm a philosopher, and I'm not acting like I read a thousand books, and I'm not acting like I'm in a room with incense with my legs crossed and acting like I'm a Buddhist monk. I'm not taking cleansings and doing all this stuff. That don't have anything to do with what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the football and the organization and the goal of a championship. I'm not talking about the extra stuff around that and what's needed when you're trying to win a championship. And what's needed is you need a person that wants to be in a place. You need a person that wants to not hurt the organization. That's really what's needed. Because no matter how great you are, and I'll give you an example, and it's, it's sad that it happened that way, but when a, when a, when a, when a, when a company or someone that owns something wants to show you who's boss, they're going to do it. A la the Chicago Bulls, who could have, to me, had easily won two more titles if they would have kept that team together. But that owner and that GM said no. Once the employee made demands like he's the owner, the owner, though he understood that he could win more, but wanted to prove a point to show who's in control and who's not, cut ties with that team and forced your best employee to retire because his demands wasn't met. Was that smart probably on the organization's end? Probably not because they could have won two more championships. But I just think that's not what they was looking at at, the, at that time. I think it was a lot of things going on to where they wanted to show, look, we do not get told by what the employees tell us to do. We tell you guys what to do. And I believe if maybe those relationships were a little bit better that they would have been able to finish. It was just a lot of stuff going on. But moving back to the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, you know, what just bothers me is Green Bay decided to draft a quarterback for when Aaron Rodgers is done playing football. He decides to be upset with that process. Now, mind you, I remember an interview uh, Brett Favre did when he was uh, still the um, quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. And he said, they asked him, were you bothered when the Green Bay Packers drafted Aaron Rodgers? His comment was, why? It was, it was really, it didn't matter to him. He was a three-time MVP, Super Bowl winning quarterback. Him, him, them drafting the quarterback didn't, he didn't feel threatened. He didn't feel threatened at all. He already knew that Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to come in and get him off his throne. And the only reason Aaron Rodgers really was able to get into his spot is because Brett Favre was waffling. So you think about it. Aaron set for about three or four years. And if Brett Favre wouldn't have retired, it would have been another situation like Joe Montana, Steve Young, where Aaron probably would have got, got irritated and been like, look, when are you going to get rid of dude? I'm ready to play. 
I'm tired of sitting. But Brett Favre made it easy for the organization with the back and forth waffling for them to move on. But my, my point on that is Brett said he wasn't bothered by that. But here, Aaron Rodgers, so was said, was bothered that they drafted Aaron uh, uh, um, Jordan Love. A project. First of all, he was a he was a solid he was a pretty a solid above above average quarterback, but he was a a project, someone that could not unseat you. Why does it matter that they drafted him for their future from when you're not playing anymore? You're not going to play forever. So. That shit, you were drafted in the first round. That's just pure hating to me. You got this young quarterback drafted in the first round. You were drafted in the first round. Brett didn't hate on you, but you're going to hate on this young player? Oh, it don't have anything to do with Jordan. It does. If you're upset that they picked a quarterback in the first round and not a player or a type of player that you were looking for, it, it did bother you. So that's another lie. And again, I ain't hating on Aaron. Aaron can do whatever Aaron want to do. Aaron don't have to care about what nobody say. I don't care about Aaron's personal life. I don't care about what he's doing with women, with his family, nothing. This is strictly about football, or organization, and winning championships, period. I don't want to get into all the sports talk drama around the whole issue. I'm just saying, why can't it just come down to the business of winning a Super Bowl? I'm not going to talk about how the Packers didn't put stuff in place for him to win the Super Bowl five, six years ago. The past is the past. Leave it there. There's nothing that you can do. It's out of your control. So leave it there. What these past two years, though, the Packers did have a defense. They did have a good offense. They did have all the pieces in place. But the performance of your quarterback in some of those cases, in both of those cases, caused you to not go to the Super Bowl. So when does the quarterback, who is considered one of the greatest regular season quarterbacks of all time, who has a ring, when does he get held accountable? Because you can you can you 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 you'll slaughter some of these other quarterbacks that don't have rings and just not getting the job done, and they'll talk about how they need to focus on probably getting a replacement quarterback. This quarterback, a, a good example is Tony Romo. Tony Romo had decent Cowboys teams, but he just couldn't get over the hump in the playoffs. It and, and that was one that was a knock on Tony. Gunslinger, solid Cowboys quarterback. And right now, that's what Dak's dealing with. Dak already know. He already said. He talk about it all the time. I have to do better. I have to get to a championship and win. My organization has put me in a situation where I can win. For the past two years, the Packers have put Aaron in a situation to where he can win, and he hasn't showed up. 
And we're talking about this is a top five quarterback. And I'm not going to use no Brady comparison. I ain't doing none of that. Forget that. Forget the comparison and trying to compare Aaron and, and, and Brady. There is no comparison. He has seven rings. And I, ain't, I don't care about what he had back in them days. For the past two years, Aaron has had been in a better situation. He had an opportunity to beat Tampa Bay when, Aaron, when, when, when Brady was looking terrible in that game. But he couldn't pull it off. But Brady did. He had an opportunity to beat Garoppolo, a San Francisco defense that wasn't the same defense you guys took on that uh, was harassing you, an offense that don't have a superstar receiver. They have an up-and-coming receiver that's good, and they have a superstar tight end. But this, 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 this past year, the Packers were better on offense and, to me, overall on defense. And once again, in the playoffs, he don't show up. And I was I was with the understanding that the most important season is the playoffs. You listen, look at basketball players. LeBron James poo-poo's the regular season. Let me give you another good example. San Antonio Spurs. David Robinson had Demonis Rodman. David Robinson won the MVP. He was the MVP of the league. And if I'm not mistaken, he also was the defensive player. He was asking Dennis Rodman to hold Akeem Olajuwon. What? Dennis was like, dude, you the MVP. You the defensive player of the year. And you a center. You hold him. That didn't make any sense. That's why there is no value in the regular season. It's the postseason success where that elite quarterback becomes transcending in the playoffs you can play at a high level all through the regular season but you digress in the postseason that's backwards let's get let's get a good example of one year of a quarterback Regular quarterback, not that great of a quarterback in the regular season. Uh, 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 I think it's uh, Nick Foles. Man, a service, serviceable quarterback. But you're talking about somebody rising to a transcending situ- uh, 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 for, for that For that moment, for that game, he rose to a transcending quarterback and outdueled Tom Brady the great one and he didn't do he wasn't outstanding during the regular season he was solid but he wasn't considered a superstar or a transcending quarterback or a top five quarterback but when the games counted he elevated when the opportunity came for him he elevated. And that's where I'm looking at Aaron like, wow, man. You're better than Nick Foles. 
And there ain't nobody knocking you. People have the right to criticize your play. You can sit up and try to be smarter than everybody all you want to. Playing football and playing your position, you know that you are the engine. And again, like I say, I'm not harping on what the Packers didn't do for him. Because many of those years when I was seeing the Packers, man, they had the number one offense. How does that not translate to the postseason? Unless sometimes you're just not playing at a high level. And sometimes maybe you can get your coach can coach you out of a game. But why get put in that situation? I mean, this 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 past playoff game, that, that was crazy to me, man. I could not believe that Garoppolo outplayed Aaron Rodgers a player who they call him the greatest quarterback. And I'm not going to be trying to put him in another organization and saying what would have happened because I don't know what would have happened. And it didn't happen. He was with an organization. They were always winning. They was always winning NFC championships. They are always in the playoffs. Man, I wish I could have that for my team. I wish I could have that for my team. But explain to me, you're in a situation now. I don't know how much money you want. The Packers cap is terrible. But to see a coach big a quarterback, basically, and I like Matt LaFleur, but it's like, bro, come on, man. Be a grown-up about it. Be like, you want, I want you, Aaron. We want you to play for a few more years. And at the same time, I'm going to groom for when you're gone, Jordan Love. And I'm going to let Jordan know, hey, you're valued as well. But you're not ready. And at this moment, we're going to continue to develop you until it's your time to take over. And if Aaron don't want to be here, then we're going to move forward and give you your opportunity, a full opportunity where you play a full season, where you can make all your mistakes and we can figure out and tweak and how to get you better in playing live action games and not spot games here and there and then try to judge you as a bust of a pick. That is terrible, terrible. Um, talking points for these sportscasters that come out and try to say what a quarterback is that ain't in spot situations. Come on, man. We smarter than that. Spot situations, you're going to say somebody is good, somebody is not. I said and watch Zach Wilson struggle, who came from BYU, to the point where they yanked him, but they didn't give up on him. They got a quarterback in there that can put them in a better situation. And then they put him back in there again. And then he ended up getting injured. But then when he came back, he played well. The game slowed down for him. Most rookie quarterbacks struggle. And then when you're thrown into the fire right away, that's a different type of uh, situation. Peyton Manning figured it out. Threw a lot of picks, but figured it out. Coach sucked that year. 
So to con constantly berate Jordan Love for being picked by an organization that believes in him is foolery. It's stupid. It's dumb. It don't make no sense. It's ignorance. I get. I just. It just blows my mind with that crap. Until this man gets a full preseason and a full actual season, we don't know what the Packers have. And you're not going to see it in a couple spot games when you're going against scrubs. Sometimes you think Aaron's sabotaging a young man's career with playing the game. Play however many years you're going to play, man, so the Packers can move on. Because in the end, it's about the Green Bay organization. No one player is bigger than the organization. And they showed you that by how they got rid of Brett Favre, who's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And Brett Favre got the two Super Bowls. I don't care about the picks. He got the two Super Bowls. And Dane there got Minnesota to the Super Bowl. And would have did, did, did well with the Jets if he didn't get hurt. Just, just, just st stamping his, his career. Because he went over to Minnesota, had a career year. 33 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, I think. Throwing at a high level. Great decision. The old wise, older, wiser, smarter. But then we sit and we deal with Aaron with these subliminal shots. He goes on to his friend's um, uh, podcast. Like, come on, man, B, let's be, ask real questions. Forget all the buddy-buddy talk. Because like I said before, man, it's all about ratings. Be balanced. If Jermichael Finley has an opinion, it's an opinion. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers have a right to, uh, to say uh, that he don't believe that's to be true. Greg Jennings has a right to have an opinion. He gives an opinion. Whether you like it or not, it's an opinion. Aaron can sit there and give his opinion of what he think about the organization and what they should do and how they should come to him and ask him things. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Have an open dialogue to help the help the team win the championship. Because in the end, that's what it's about, right? If your team is in a situation financially where if you get paid too much money, they can't maintain a championship level around you. But then before the season even, after the season is already uh, over and you guys get put out embarrassingly, in an embarrassing situation where you only can manage uh, 10 or 13 points, whatever it was. Ridiculous. Home full advantage don't mean nothing. San Francisco is a warm weather team. What that show you? Don't matter. I would have rather the Packers play in uh, San Francisco. Probably had a better opportunity. Everybody feel the cold. Ain't nobody born in the snow. You live in the snow because you have no other choice. And in the cold weather. You don't want to live in the cold weather. You move to the warm weather. But back to what I'm saying. And I said, I'm not going to compare it to nothing else. We're going to just focus on Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying how much he said he won't. But if you're going to be the highest paid quarterback and your receiver is going to be the highest paid receiver, there's no way you can build a championship team. But what did he do? He made sure to say, I'm not ready. I'm not going to do no rebuilding. I'm not, I'm not going to be involved in a rebuilding situation. Right out the gate, you're going to handcuff your team. 
If you don't want to be there, say you don't want to be there. Move on. Let a team move on and go forward with rebuilding their organization. It's that clear. It's no thinking. It's no pondering. It's no Buddhist monk uh, uh, incense in the room naked while steam is coming up and down type situation. Cleansing my body, going to climb Mount Everest to clear your head. No, it's just a simple I want to go. Or I want to stay. And this is what I'm willing to do to get a champion, another championship. Unless you're going to stay embedded in the past that keeps you making the decisions that you're making for the future because you're angry and you feel like, oh, you wasted a lot of my years. Man, you can't focus on that. We live in the here and now. You got to live day by day. You take life one day at a time. And if you continue to let your past decide your future, then sometimes you can't be successful. Unless that of the past was that of success and you keep the same format in place. You can't hold a GM accountable for another GM. Everybody is doing what's in their best interest. So is Aaron Rodgers. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not taking or picking sides. I'm just saying, man, make a decision so you guys can go and move forward to win a championship. There's no way that both of you guys, Devontae and Aaron, can be the highest paid player and field a championship team. It's impossible. It, you know, unless you mortgage the team to say after you do do all this and after Aaron do leave and it's over, that you're just going go to go back to the, to the Stone Ages. Because what the Packers is looking like, you, you put all your energy in satisfying a, a quarterback that uh, obviously is very sensitive and wants you to cater to him like he's a king. That's what I that's what I see. You can't be a man. Y'all can't just talk like men and say one one uh, and have a man conversation without a person having to feel like he need to be pampered. And again, I'm not an athlete. This is just as a man. Big boy talk as a man. I'm grown. I ain't got to dance around with no questions. If I say I want $150,000, I ain't going to be like, well, you know what? Uh, you know, give me somewhere around. I'm not going to say around nothing. That's too much wiggle room for them to give me whatever they want to give me. I'm going to tell you exactly what I want. And if you come back and tell me, well, if I give you this, I can't give you this. I got to be willing to be like, cool, I'm okay with that. But if they say, you, well, we give you this and give him this, we can't do this. Well, I don't want to be part of that. That don't even make sense. And if you and you if you're a smart, educated person, that don't make sense to have that response. Make us the two high paid players, and at the same time, field us a top five, top ten defense, and also a top five, top ten uh, uh, receiving core. And you know you can't do that. That's the importance of drafting and developing players and hitting on your players. That's why a lot of times you go in and making sure you're doing a thorough job of, 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 of recruiting and, and scouting. So you can hit on these receivers and on these players. Packers do a good job on hitting on offensive linemen. I'm not going to lie. They've been doing a great job. They did a good job on Gary. When who he dude was getting hit, that GM Gutekinds was getting hit about the Gary pick. And look at Gary. He a beast now. He a beast to the point where you can let go one of the um, – one of the Smith brothers, if you have to, because dude has came into his own. Great, great pick. I like draft and develop. 
I also like utilizing uh, the free agency for certain spots uh, for your team to be successful. But for Aaron to sit up there and be like, you know, I'm just going to sit back and I'm not going to hold you guys high. Yes, you are. Because you don't have to sit back. Aaron, you've been on this team for like 16 years plus. You won a Super Bowl. The Packers have been doing everything, bending over backwards to try to get things in place for you. They're not worried about what happened in the past. They're trying to focus on getting you what you need now. And they've done that. You haven't lived up to your part. Aaron is set for the rest of his life. You give somebody $35 million one time, you're set for the rest of your life if you're smart. That's a lot of money. Aaron then made well over $100 million. But it's the ego of being the highest paid quarterback. That's the ego. And I'm not saying that's what he wants. But that's the ego. But if I'm Aaron, I'm a smart guy. I'm not going to tell you I want to be a highest paid quarterback. I'm going to let my agent do it. Because then when it goes out, I could easily deflect that and say, hey, I never said I wanted to be the highest paid quarterback. But the agent, they're going to try to get you the best and highest deal possible, especially if you want an MVP. I would. Aaron, you ain't got to say nothing, bro. Keep saying you ain't asking for the highest amount of money. I'm going to go get it for you. That's what I'm telling them. So we're going to keep, we're going to play smoke and mirrors. That's the game we're going to play called smoke and mirrors. You the mirror, I'm the smoke. Reverse. You the smoke because you got to go, you got to blow smoke up people butt to make them believe that you don't want to be the highest paid quarterback. And I'll be the mirror. That's what the agent going to do. <laughs> but if you're about championships, again, if you're about championships, not knocking if you want to be the highest paid, not knocking if you want to get your money. If you're about championships, you know you're probably not going to be the highest paid quarterback. But if your legacy is financial stability of, or having a title, having a title of the highest paid player and not the title of an of a NFL Lombardi trophy, then it makes sense. This all makes sense. And this ain't knocking Aaron. This ain't knocking Green Bay. It's just saying, come on. Man. Stop doing this to your fans. The state of Wisconsin and, and all your fans around the world. Stop doing that. That's not what's up. A coach, your coach shouldn't have to be kissing your butt. Matt LaFleur should be one, one, hey, we want you back. We believe in you. We're going to wait for your decision. Aaron ain't got to keep throwing out all these ghost remarks or, or all these uh, uh, um, quotes. Come on, bro. Leave your outside personal life on the outside. When, it, when it's time for you to get in between the lines of the business of the football team and of your football career, let's be, let's be on that. If you're doing whatever you got to do to take care of your body, that's excellent. You're supposed to do that. You're an elite athlete. A team has invested millions in you. You should always come back in the tip-top shape. So I, ain't, I don't care about that part. Stop the buffoonery. Stop the dumb stuff. Stop holding this team hostage. Be, be a responsible uh, 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 teammate. Devontae, it's time for Devontae to get paid. You've been paid, bruh. You've been paid, bruh. It's time for Devontae now. 
Make a sacrifice. You're going to have money when you leave football. Forever talk shows, sports casting. Look at Tony Romo. He making more money than he ever made off the field. So stop it with that, man. Stop it with that nonsense. And again, I ain't got nothing against Aaron. I like Aaron. And I ain't trying to act like I know this person. But when you have a narcissistic personality, that's how you behave, man. Like, you're better than everyone. And he's not saying he's better than everyone. It's just that's how he's carrying himself. That's what's the perception. And perception is everything. So if you perceive to be a, a person that's a a-hole, even though you probably not, you don't get the benefit of the doubt. They don't think that you are a-hole. So that's where I'm going to end uh, my topic on Aaron Rodgers. You know, hopefully it all pan out in the end. Uh, again, another, 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 another podcast done, you know, and I most definitely will see you again. Other than that, peace and love.